Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, last night I was lucky enough to go into Denim Kent Studios, bloke in a bar, HQ, and film a podcast uh, with himself and, of course, the great man, Brett Finch. Uh, two guys that I've had on my podcast, two guys that I've got a lot of time for, and it was a really good opportunity for myself, obviously, in my podcast to be able to uh, present my knowledge and whatnot on this sort of platform. It was sensational. I really did enjoy myself on there with the two boys, as I said, two champion fellas. And look... I showed up there at about 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon thinking, oh, I'll be here for an hour and a half, maybe two hours at a stretch. Mate, we talked for four hours, and honestly, it went so quickly, it was unreal. All three of us, we genuinely enjoyed this chat. It was sensational. As I said, it went. It was a four-hour innings. It was one hell of a knock. Uh, if you want to have a listen to the full four hours, Denon has dropped it on his podcast, obviously Bloke in a Bar podcast. I'm going to break it down into four little bits, so I'm going to drop it over the next three or four days. So the first bit here is the first hour or so where we talk about our best buys for the season. I sort of eased myself into the chat. Obviously, a guy like me hasn't played any first grade, you know, couldn't couldn't pass a football to save my life, essentially. Talking with these two guys who have been there, who have done it, you know, especially Finchie, a guy that's won a premiership, he's played Origin, he's done it all, Finchie, a guy that I've got so much respect for. So it took me a little while to find my feet, but after that, oh, we really get stuck in. I really enjoyed myself. So here we talk about our best buys for the season. We then talk about the Brisbane Broncos, the Canterbury Bulldogs, and the Canberra Raiders. If you want to hit, listen out for the rest of the teams, I'll be dropping over the next few days on the Rugby League Guru podcast. But of course, if you would like to listen to the entire four hours in one whack. Head over to the Bloke in a Bar podcast. Denon has dropped that this afternoon. Thanks for your support, guys. Everyone that sent me a message this afternoon saying congratulations for going on there and you did a good job and everything. I really do appreciate all those messages, guys. Let's kick off the podcast now. Just a Bloke in a Bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the first of its kind, I think. I think. And I, I've been, you know what, I've been laying in bed thinking about <laughs> what's a good name for a trade show or a, a recruitment show? And I thought, you know what? Beak deep <laughs> in the trade market of rugby league. Going big deep in rugby league trading. But before that, we have the great rugby league guru here. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Thank you. Pleasure to be on. Making his debut. Mate, oh, it's funny. I was sitting here next to Finchie. I was thinking today, he wouldn't remember this because he was blind at the time. But when I was about 10 years old, yeah. my old man lived in North Bondi. Yes. And uh, we were dry. actually near the Holy Grail, the House That's of Grail. Grouse. Murphy Road. And I remember we were driving home one night past the Bondi Hotel and mm. out of the darkness staggers this character and my dad hits the brakes and he pulls up just before him. We didn't hit the guy just <laughs> before him, but he's close enough that the headlights, I could see a silhouette. I couldn't see you yet. And my dad goes, fuck. And then the bloke that was there, he, um, he smacks the front of the car 
And my dad goes, fuck this. So he gets out of the car and takes one step. And then whoever it was took a step back. And in the headlights, I saw it was you. And I've gone, oh, dad, dad, it's Finchy. I was about 10 years old. He goes, I don't give a fuck who it is. And then you sprinted into the Bondi Hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a close call. <laughs> I'll probably get a... Uh, an invoice from your father with a, a dead free car. I'll chase you for every cent, father. don't worry. The but Finch no. demon. The, de- the, the demon of Finch. Destroying cars. Oh. It was a horror movie. Imagine that coming out at all hours. Full of vodka Red Bull it would have been. <laughs> Full of vodka Red Bull. Peter Stuyvesant's back in that day. Um, that's no, a, a small time. world. Wild no, times. Small times at the House yeah. of Grouse. Don't so, that. So before we get started, make sure to give Rugby League Guru a follow on Instagram, at Rugby League Guru. Yep. And on Facebook or? Yeah, yeah, Facebook, podcast, Rugby League Guru podcast as well. Yep. So come all join podcast in. apps? Yeah, all podcast apps everywhere you'll find and it. And you were, a, were you formerly known as the Supercoach Guru? Originally started as Supercoach and then uh, got a little bit bored with that. So mm. wanted to talk more footy, so... Yeah, expanded out to rugby league guru. So. I have a running. I have a running. Um, I take the piss out of super coach. Hate my guts. It's fucking. Hilarious, they hear bro. you. Fuck they, do they hear they you? Hate my guts. Yeah, I, I, I understand it's a thing, but I, I struggle to go with the super coach. I've got no if idea what it points is. Points in all of it. It's a bit. I just love trolling them because I know how passionate they are. So like, I always be like, put memes up, bagging them and that. Like, obviously it's a joke. I don't actually not like them. But then seeing them get like get pissed mm. off, it actually gives me fuel. It gets, you know what? Fuels it, the fire. Hey, you know what? Gets me fucking aroused. That's what it does. <laughs> get movement. Me, fuck this guy. Fuck you, shit anyway. And I'm just like, yes, give me more. Um, no, but the good. Uh, what I I think like Supercoach, like in all seriousness, the Supercoach crowd, they like the core of rugby league because they fucking love that shit. Um, and so you started off with the, the Supercoach. How did yeah. it all start? Uh, mate, I actually, I started my Supercoach page to give tips to people playing Supercoach and mm. actually originally to troll one of my mates and take the piss out of him, get him to ask questions and stuff. That happened and then, I don't know, the follow just sort of kept growing, growing. It was sort of, yep. you know, a couple of years after yourself had started and YKTR and everything. And then, I don't know, it just got to 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers and I thought, fuck, maybe I can get out of my job and do something with this. So I've uh, just gone all in on it the last few years and it's yep. been really fun. I've enjoyed it. No, so. it's awesome, bro. I, I um, And we, we speak all the time, but out of – the good thing about the Rugby League Guru is you're not talking utter shit. Like, as a former player, when you see the post, you're like, oh, yeah, that actually makes sense. Whereas, like, a lot of the fan stuff, which is, you know, like, fair enough. They, they don't know as much as we do. But sometimes you're like, bruh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Whereas a lot of your stuff is actually good insight. That's why I wanted you here to go big, deep with me. Now, your beak may not be as big as mine to go deep. Unfortunately, um, no. But Mine is. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey that beak has seen some Ooh. fucking crazy shit. It's an expensive beak, brother. <laughs> very, very expensive. Hey, you know, this beak could write its own book. It's be like an encyclopedia. It just needs volumes. It's be like a Harry Potter series. It'd be about eight... Eight, eight volumes. <laughs> eight volumes. Mate, I, um, I, I've always thought, like, it's crazy how we have, like, tr- trade chat and, like, recruitment chat. It's one of the most you th- most things that you chat about in rugby league. Yep. Oh, is he going to fucking go there? Is he going to go there? Mm. But there's been no show dedicated to just, like, deep dive into it. Now, we, we did it. We decided to do it now because, obviously, the August 1st cutoff is the cutoff, I think, now for, like, trades within that year or whatever. Um, we may do another one when, when more things close, because as you can see with the list here, there are a lot of players off contract. Um, but best signing this year? Speak to me. And I already know what the answer is, but you, you give me uh, your thoughts. For me, heading into next year, I really like Adam Reynolds. Yep. Uh, oh, no, I've, before we get to next year, sorry. This, this year. year uh, for me, I think Isaiah Papali'i at the Parramatta yeah, Eels. He's been absolutely. unreal. Um, I remember at the start of the season, I watched him in a trial and thought, fuck, how good does this bloke look? But... 
surely there's not going to be a spot for him in this team as far as Brown, Sean Lane, Matto, these sort of guys. But man, he's played the house down to the point where he's just forced his way in. Yeah, I'm not sure if I think another one. He wasn't signed this year, but he signed over the last few years. Was Josh Curran over the last few weeks? I oh. think he has just gone to yep. another level. He's been unreal. But for me this year, Isaiah Papali, I think he has to be the buy of the year. Surely. Yeah, absolutely. When you when you put everything together, yep. absolutely. What about yourself, Finchman? Oh, mate, okay. I'll go sort of different. I think uh, Remus Smith's been superb. Yes. Yeah, I yep. think value for money, and I'm sure Papali probably didn't cost much. Reese Walsh is another one for the Warriors. Yeah. I know you had a close eye on him, but if you're not sort of in and around footy, you, mm. you, you wouldn't have known how good the kid was. You know, to be fair to Nathan Brown, this, this bloke couldn't get a start in Brisbane when I know Broncos have improved the last month, but mm. they were rotten. They were putrid early, mm. and he couldn't get a start in it. And, you know, so six, seven weeks after going to the Warriors... Mm. You know, that's transfer mid-season. He doesn't even get a uh, pre-season under his belt with his new club, hit the ground running. Um, he's been a part of the Queensland squad, and I think for a young kid, he's made a pretty good impression in half yeah, the season. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with both because I get to sit on the fence. But when I'm talking this year, I reckon Isaiah Papali'i. Like, mm. what he's delivered this year. But when we're talking, like, franchise players that you can change, you can literally turn a club around, Reese Walsh. I just especially hand it to them as well. Like, that's the... Yeah, that's the crazy thing. It's it's like with Des with Dale from Nuclear Mill. Des rang Frank Panisi and said, "Dude, mate, can you take him?" You crazy. know, the great Eric Cantona at Manchester United who turned the fortunes of that great club around. Rang the coach of Leeds United, rang Alex Ferguson, Alex Ferguson said, "Can you take him?" You know, <laughs> firstly, they not only I can't believe you'd let Reese Walsh go. You let him go mid-season and say he is. Well, it's crazy to think as well. I mean, start of this season they had Reese Walsh in the system. Isako was their guy at fullback. Now Isako's not even. But he's in never the side. been a fullback. Like mate, yeah, mate if, you, if you're sitting behind, you know, if you're Nico Hines has got to go, that's that's fine. Um, you're sitting behind um, Papinet, like Papinet's. We can't keep you all. Yeah. Mate, there's no fullback there. Like Isako, yeah. everyone has different opinions. Like he's he's a winger. I think he's a very good winger. Um, so for the fact that you let him go on it. You know, if it's if it's the Nick Hines situation where you can't keep them all, yeah. they've invested in Pappenhausen already, um, and you understand that. But geez, it must make Brisbane Brisbane Bron- well, all your Brisbane Broncos fans scratch their head when he goes to the Warriors. And well, that, that's the thing. The thing that was so surprising with me, and I think the error lies on the coaching staff. It's obviously, you know, Kevy has turned things around now, but the. If you're, let's say Asako is a young guy just coming through, you could understand making that error because you could be like, fuck, look at him, he's explosive, he's this. Um, Asako has had many years to prove he's a fullback and he's already been given the chance to be a fullback year on year. Um, And so to lose an actual fullback for a guy that didn't turn, like we said at the start of the year, he's not a fullback. In my opinion, he's a very good winger. And um, you know what? In my career, when I, I debuted at fullback, and I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that thought I wasn't a fullback, even though I thought I was a fullback. So that's not me sitting here saying, like, you know, it's bad to be a winger. But as you said, he'd already been given years, yeah. and not only years, but he'd been given the fullback yeah. spot before and it hadn't worked out. So I, what I don't get is, like, how do you lose a genuine fullback mm. when. At the moment, the Broncos, even Tessie knew, he's, he didn't start a fullback. He was a, a centre, yeah, winger. Yeah. So what I'm not understanding with the Broncos' management of their, their roster, which I think they're trying to shape up now, is not only they had, they've got only one hooker in Turpin and they had no, no out-and-out fullbacks coming into this year. That's poor uh, that's, roster management. Well, that's, you need two, need two of your most important positions in the game, you know? And 
you can get by if you have a class nine and one. You don't need. You can have a steady half and five eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. You can you can play your game from your nine and look at the heels and your fullback. Read money. Your fullbacks. Yeah, your fullbacks virtually. A, you know, you, it's a six anyway. You know mm. what I mean? And just that, on Reese Walsh, like I spoke to Rowan Smith, Brian Smith's son, who was coaching. Uh, he's coaching North Devils up there at the moment, and that's who uh, Reese Walsh was playing for at the time. Yep. And mate, he was shocked at the time when they let him go. He just said he's so first grade ready. Mm. It's uh, like it's crazy. And as you said, like. Isako has been in this not only in the NRL for a number of years, he's been at the Broncos. Like yep. they've been able to watch him Monday to Friday as well for X amount of years, and they still made that decision. It's the, the optics are just terrible over the last even, few months. It's even the, the, the roster management of, like, even in a if if you're a smart roster manager, even if you don't prepare, you're not prepared to put Reese Walsh there for the whole year. You, you it sounds bad, but you've got to be this ruthless. You trick uh, Reese by going. You've got the spot. You let him oh, play shit. for three weeks. You make him sign the contract, yeah. and then you drop him. Well, mate, you, the thing too is, you say he's not a first grader. He, by the end of that year, not only does he change clubs, he impacts the game that much. He's part of an Origin team. Yeah. So, was he ready for Origin? Maybe not. Maybe it might have been the circumstance of a year where there wasn't much depth there. But if you're making Origin, I'm pretty sure you're capable of handing yourself at first grade. And yeah. You know, he he couldn't even get a start in a team that you know. So I certainly think they've got better as the season's gone on. At that, that time, they, they were, were terrible. Spoon. They, they were, were terrible. Spoon. Yeah, so um, you know, roster management, how you coach players, you know, like to get the best out of us. Like you, the Storm can get the best out of Remus Smith. You know, the money that saves by then going yep. to have to get a star quality uh, center, massive. You know, or they don't. Have, they can pay big on this full fullbacks and uh, sorry, the fullbacks or six or seven or nine. Because they've got those blokes who do the job mm. in centre. Like, now you look at the Parramatta situation, you're going to go out and pay some big money because you're not getting much out of those people in that, that position, you those know what I mean? So, so, not only roster management, but being able to coach players up where, you know, for a long time, I know Munster's different, but because she had them other blokes in, especially when I was there, the Storm won premierships with different 5.8s. Yeah. yeah. You know, they had Inglis there, mm. day seven. Then they put Inglis as soon as they had, had me there. I come down on minimum wage at the end of my career. Then they turned Gareth Widdop. Yep. You know, so you're, you're not spending much money on your 5'8 because you're getting yeah. so much value out of the other. So it's just not only the, the management of players, it's knowing where to invest your money. Mm. Um, again, they're tipping all your money into a, a centre who, you know, he might be big, but it's not going to help you, you know, it's not going to yeah. influence games. You need to put your money in positions where it's going to return for wins. Um, and that's where well, I think Reynolds is a good buy for next year for the for the which, which I was going to ask you. What's really really interesting is they're struggling. Like now they're struggling, but the Eels, when it comes to you know mid season buys or even start of the season buys, you say they're number one in the comp for it. Opacek has done a job to an extent. He's they've 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 faded out a little bit. Papali'i, Bryce Cartwright, he's managed to get another contract. What what are your thoughts on the Eels recruitment for this year? Yeah, well, I think they've done really well. As you said, like Bryce Cartwright, like I remember watching him playing SG ball and like, mm. mate, he was like he was on a PlayStation. He mm. was like a cheat code, essentially. He was unbelievable. And he came in for Penrith, brained it, was playing in semifinals, prelim finals, was doing the same thing. He was unreal. You know, it all sort of went off the tracks. But he came down to Parramatta. He's done incredibly well. We mentioned Isaiah Papali, Tom Opacic. Like, to be honest with you, I sort of thought he was going to be a reserve grade player yep. 18 months ago, if I'm honest. Like, yeah, yeah. egg all over my face. He's been unreal. And I think people forget... Opacic replaced Michael Jennings. Mm. Jenko was one of the form centres in the comp last mm. year. He was unbelievable. So for Opacic to come in and do that, and this is why I feel sorry for Brad Arthur because he is getting the best 
out of every person that he brings to that mm. club. Mm. But it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard to see Parramatta yeah. going to that next step. Well, but, but that's that's the thing. It's, Kempi, we've spoken on here. I've said the Achilles heel is that lack of X factor game breaker. Now, maybe where Brad to get them to here is, is the achievement. You know, I don't see them uh, having the roster or the team. I don't put them against Manly, Melbourne, Penrith or, or Bunnies. You know, I don't put them there. All the Roosters who are at full strength. Mm. You know, I think they lack that game breaker. So maybe, you know, everyone's criticising Brad Arthur not being able to take them to the next level. Maybe she deserves a pat on the back for getting them to consistently yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, and this is where you talk about, um, you know, Bryce Cartwright. You know why he's a good buy? Because he's on nothing. Mm. Yeah. What well, if you're paying him the money he gets paid at Gold Coast? It's the worst buy yeah. in the world. Yeah, you know, it's all about but this is where it's value for money and, mm. and balance because like, the salary cap's a beast of a thing to manage. Oh. You know, to be able to sit there and know when blokes are off and, and balance the books, it, it's really hard. Unless you're just going to pay a fortune on the table like we used to do. <laughs> 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 like back in my day. Uh, back in our day, was was the thoroughbreds up there? Can't be go through the thoroughbreds. Finch fans. Oh, fuck, they never come saw me. That <laughs> was a there. fucking shit kicker. Go down to Woolloomooloo, get sorted out for the chooks. Beautiful. Um, I've got a couple of drink cards. That's yeah, about it. That's what, well, they give me free drinks, and guess what? I took them to town. It cost me about 150 grand. Um, but but that's it's getting value for money. Cartwright got a new contract because he, one, he's a bit different to everyone else. They're all a bit cookie-cutter there. That's yeah. why Papali is different. He's got a, you know, he, he's a bit out of the box. He's, he's quite hard to handle on the on the edge. So value for money, that, that's an, it's an excellent return. Um, you know, is Cartwright any different to Gold Coast? Probably not, but you're not paying him yeah. eight, 800000 mm. which put, you know, and that's probably essentially why Milford takes, and there's so much pressure on Milford because the, the price tag that comes with him, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now... The negative side of things. This is going to be a bit of smoky, but I just want to get your thoughts. I actually think the Raiders have handled it, their recruitment, poorly. In the sense that they lost Bateman, they lost George Williams. Yeah. And, and the Williams situation, that could have been avoided. Like, I, I think, because even though, you know, he was agitating or whatever, he did say he wanted to stay till the end. I don't think it helped them as a club to move him on early, especially when you had already lost so much X-Factor in Bateman. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Raiders' recruitment for this year and what, the way they've handled it? Oh, I really like Georgie Williams. Oh, I thought he was going to be an absolute superstar. And, I mean, that first season he came in, he played so well and he had so much going against him. COVID, they had a messed up preseason. He was walking into a team that just lost a grand final. Like, you know, come like you walked into the Roosters that won a grand final. Like, I imagine that comes with a heap of pressure mm. that this team... They're really good without me, me walking into it. Like, how much is there to gain? Like, it's a hard mindset to walk into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, oh, mate, yeah it, it is. But, you know, one thing with, I think, is the Nickel Cox, that's been a huge yeah. loss. You know, Massive. Rapana, Rapana is, I don't think, he, has he played good at fullback? He, he's fantastic carrying the ball. His defence and positioning, not that he's not a, he's not a, there's a difference between being a poor defender and a poor tackler. I, he's not a poor tackler. He's a poor defender in terms of his positional play at fullback. Mm. Um, Which is rightly so, he, you know. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And his position, but he's he's been probably their best. Yeah. Over the last, just because the amount of carries he gets, he, he carries the footy superbly. And he's a constant pest. He's always he's coming been, at you. But is he defence uh, positionally? It's a different challenge. He's probably struggled there, but he's been tremendous carrying the ball. So they've missed Nick Nickel, and, and where to turn up? He's going to give you twenty carries, but but fullbacks also where you got to turn up. In, you know, being yeah. in and around the ball, and so mm. it's, a, it's an art in itself, and it's turning into one of the most important positions in your, in your team. So that's a big, big loss, Nickel Costa, because he was getting that position where he had a couple of years back to back of yeah. playing really well. 
So then you, you lose your fullback. Then you lose Bateman, who's your ball player, a bit of an X factor, mm. and your leader, your spiritual leader. Absolutely. Hodgson's again come. He he's had his ups and downs, uh, and then you take out George Williams. Now one thing I've seen Jack White have to do a lot more is kick. Mm. Naturally, that's not his he's strength. Not his strength. No. Uh, if I, he was superb last week against the Storm, he set up three tries. His his ability to to will himself to compete, to will himself to lead the energy, is, is amazing. Hey. Mate, let's trust me. The back fence was set up because of my kicking game. The ball, I put so that many dead roll into the crowd. Take forever to get the ball back. So they built the fence around the ground. Now he hit the back fence as many times as I did the other day, Jack. Because that's not that was George's play. Yeah. George was a hell of a kicker. Now he yep. had some great other strengths too. But George, you control the kicking. Yep. Well, Jack, you just run and you think about competing. Yeah. Now you've seen that that side. It, he's, that's probably been a little down mm. but that's not you don't want jack having to worry no, about no way you know because with kicking you've got to get, where's the team finish on the last tackle position yep. yourself you don't need to worry about that if jack obviously can kick if you just see an opportunity and go yeah. for it but he he doesn't want to be setting up so there's been a lot of distractions uh and you're right to fall that quickly from you know that they've come second to the roosters yeah they're now third against the storm mm. and now they're there and in a fight for the bottom of the eight. Yeah. That, that's, you're exactly right. That's probably the biggest mishandling. Yeah, of, it's of the biggest cat. drop off. And also, like, have they really gone into the market? Not really. But we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that oh, now. I, I think Sorry. as well, on top of that, like, you mentioned John Bateman. I, I think the influence of him, mm. that's been unprecedented. I think. He's like, a spiritual leader. He's so just, he, you know, I, I spoke to Brett White two years ago when he arrived and he spoke about him in that sort of. Ben Kennedy, Sonny Bill Williams sort of category. And wow. I, I remember him saying that after that 2019 grand final, like John Bateman stayed out there to watch the Roosters celebrate mm. just to make it hurt even more mm. to remember it. Like losing him was just massive. And I, yep. I dare I say that played a huge role in probably losing George too, realistically. Mm. Yep. Um, so I think that, that's been a massive hit to them. When I realised it was when he, last, I think it was last year, when he was out injured with his shoulder or neck or I think it was his shoulder, and he was out for like maybe 11 weeks or whatever. And I kind of like convinced myself, yeah, he'll impact the team when he comes back. But like, you know, he, he's not Angus Crichton. He's not Billy Army Kickout. Yeah. And then he came back and I was like, this is a different fucking side. And they went for that push and obviously yeah. well, Storm was It's what everything. It's like your Cameron Smiths and your Freddies and your Minicellos or any great pl- Darren Lockie, I suppose, for you. Mm. Mate, he's your security blanket for everyone else. Mm. Oh, sh- mate, when you're in, we f- you feel better going into the game because he's playing. You may be down by six points. It's okay because he's still there, you know. There's no doubt when you when you lose that key play, the naturally going, oh, shit, it's going to be hard today. Yeah. You know? Even if you're out there and you can still, you've still got your main man there or that bloke who never gives up. Mm. Um, you always believe in yourself, which which keeps you in the contest, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, you, and you, like, any time there's any, like, a, a swing in momentum or a chance for a swing, he's right there with yeah, the ball. Cool. That's why Boyd Cordner was so valuable and a lot of people didn't appreciate how valuable he was because yeah. he was that... Momentum swinger, yep. but now we'll go. We'll just basically. Here's the momentum swinger. I was just a normal <laughs> swinger. You were just a swinger. I was just a swinger. We'll stop. Here's the momentum swinger. Um, now we're going to go through the clubs uh, alphabetically. So we're going to start with the Brisbane Broncos. Now the Brisbane Broncos, their signings for 2022 are Adam Reynolds on a three-year deal, Kurt Capewell on a three-year deal, Billy Walters one year, Brenko Lee two year, Corey Jensen two year deal, which was just announced. Corey, this is week. it Corey from the Cowboys? Corey Jensen? Yeah, yeah, Corey Jensen from the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, back rower, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah back rower. Um, now, we, we, out of out of ten, yeah, what would you rate that signing? I think they're good. Mm. I, I, seven. It just depends. 
you know, I think Kate was a tremendous back row. Mm. I, I'd put him in the top half a dozen. Yep. Uh, Reynolds, Reynolds, I think, is in career best form. You know, hundred percent. What Reynolds? Reynolds is going to give you probably more off the field too, just in his standards at training, yep. how he trains. You know, like I, I'm, I'm sure he's a bit of a perfectionist. You know, you, you're not accepting how I've only dropped the ball four times. No, we don't drop it at all during mm. training. You know, driving those standards. The big one's going to be Branko Lee. Branko Lee, obviously superb, uh, twelve months ago winning the comp. But again, is that like a a Blake Green or a, a blokes who go to Melbourne? You're in that system. I'm not too sure how much the pay for Branko, but he's coming off an Origin year. I'm probably mm. sure it's the highest contract he's got. They're they're the worries. You've got to be worried about paying too much for those guys coming out of Melbourne because they're. They're, you know, everyone can, even I went good down in that system, you know what I mean? <laughs> they, they go, do, you know, they pay their overs to yep. get them and then you probably don't get as much back. But he was playing really well before that. And Corey Jensen, I think he's a good, solid, hard worker. You know, he gives his all. So for a team that has really struggled, you now that's a fair, you know, you're getting three Origin players coming in next year or three blokes to play at Origin and potentially, um, you know, a premiership winning halfback. That's, mm. that's a pretty good turnaround. What do you think? I mean, writing's on the wall. I think Adam Reynolds is the best pick there. But I, I still think Adam Reynolds, like, bringing him into this club is massive. I mean, I look at this competition right now, and if you said to me, who do you want to be your halfback, there's probably five names I'm going to throw up, realistically. There's probably mm. only five or six halfbacks I genuinely want. And I think for the, the state that the Broncos are in and where they've been the last few years, you need one of those five or six guys, and he is definitely one of them. Yep. I mean, we're all talking about Cody Walker, his unbelievable season. I mean... You watch every single try as Cody Walker lays on. Mm. It is Adam Reynolds who bites into the line and just sucks in the entire defensive line and just creates so much space. I think he's going to be an unreal signing. Um, quick I mean, question for you. Quick question yeah. for you. You, you, can, you can sign same amount of money, DCE or Adam Reynolds who you sign I go Reynolds. I go Reynolds as yeah, well. The kicking game is just... I, it's the best in the game by a country mile mm. for me. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people throw Jerome Hughes in there as well. I think he's an unreal talent, but I think it has got that Melbourne factor to it as well. That, yep. um, so would you say he's the second best seven in the comp? Yeah. I. And if you said to me he's the best seven in the comp, I wouldn't push back on you, mm. to be honest with you. I I'd really go clear, wouldn't. I'd go Cleary, just, just when you... Yep. All things considered, oh, yeah. definitely Cleary. But I, I, I think that at the start of the year, I would have had him about... Top, top five, definitely. Somewhere in the top five. I think he's pushing into the second best seven yeah. in the comp right now. You know, who, who are like DC? I don't have him and Hughes second. Him and form. Hughes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hughes obviously had form. Yep, absolutely. I, I think like I, I, what I mean is, so rather than form, I mean like as a body of work. Like, yeah. you know, Hughes, he's killing it now, but he hasn't had a career yeah. of, you know, top yeah. four. Oh, footy and well, body of work, I put Reynolds and DC above Cleary. Oh, know, Cleary's yeah, had one yeah. good season. That's true. I'm um, sorry, season and a half. And DC oh, it, and Reynolds, they've won premierships. They've been there before. Yeah. They're, you know, you, you'll be able to talk more about it, but they're at that age where there's nothing they haven't seen. Yeah. Well, what's, I imagine in, the, what's interesting, though, yeah. is Reynolds, again, this is just off the top of my dome, Reynolds is actually the most consistent seven yeah. out of the lot. Because DCE, yeah. they've gone, fuck, they yeah. like 15th a couple of years ago. 100%. Reynolds has hung around the top four. The prelim final, three years in a right. row. He, he debuted in 2013, I think it was. I think he's yeah, 20, played prelim. Yeah. yeah, he's played prelim Except just about every year, year yeah. essentially. Yeah. With the match, uh, the, the, the year after the fatigue and everything yeah. like that. So I actually think, and I, what I do know is I'm pretty sure that they didn't break the bank either. I think no. Sharks actually offered him more money, but he wanted to try well, out on new things. Well, what it is, it's, it's, well, you know better than anyone this can be. Brisbane were the, they were the, 
untouchables. You know, I, I used to, I rang Wayne Bennett one year to see if I could come up there. People would knock on their door. Mm. Like then, the, you know, everyone wanted to play for the Broncos. Mate, they have chock full of Australian stars, representatives. Mm. It was when Alfie, then into Kevy and Gordy and Wendell and Lockyer, mate, superstars. It's like a it's like an unreachable dream, unattainable dream, you know mm. what I mean, to, to play for the Broncos. They played in front of 20,000 people every week. So are we of agreeance, taking in consideration, um, oh, well, my rating, what was your rating out of 10 for the recruitment, not yeah, for the I, keeping? I'd give it 7 or 8 out of 10, I think. I like the, obviously, Reynolds, Capewell, Branco, they're all older guys as well. I mean, we've got the average age here. I think it's 24. Mm. It's a very young squad to be going through what they're going through at the moment. Uh, you know, their main leader at the moment, Payne Haas, what's he, 20? 21. 21. Like, that's outrageous. For him to have the amount of responsibility that he has there at that age is crazy. So getting a guy like Reynolds, I think it'll be unreal. It's, it's the guy that's going to talk behind the try line after they concede. I, I, I think it's an unreal well, sign. No, Hopefully he won't have to do, do it too, too much. much. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got three origin players there, you know. Yep. Um, two current origin players. Reynolds could have easily played origin this year. And the thing too, mate, is you, like the Broncos were the white knight for so long in terms of people were knocking on their door to go on. Um, last few years have had people walking out the door. So to get someone of Adam Reynolds' quality, that's it's a shot in the arm for, for the club that, mm. you know, next year they can sell to other people. Look, yep. come and play with him, you know. It's I, I w- I'm giving it, and I'm probably biased, I'm actually giving it a 9 out of 10, only because we have to remember the situation they were in three months ago where people thought that there's no chance Reynolds going to go there. Like, think about that. People actually thought the Broncos had no chance at a Reynolds that Rabbitohs didn't didn't want or whatever. I think it's a 9 out of 10. Reynolds and Capewell. Reynolds, if they had just got Reynolds, I would have said 7.5. Kurt Capewell is top three, top four back rowers in the comp. Current origin player. One of Queensland's best as well. Uh, Adam Reynolds in, currently is the second best half in the comp, value-wise. With I, I'd put Cleary first. I'd go Cleary, Reynolds, Hughes, DCE. Probably. I'd have to, that's just off the top of So I, I would go 9 out of 10. Again, I'm probably biased. But now, losses. How do you rate their losses? We, taking into consideration, Xavier Coates may be the next best winger for the next 10 years. Yes, he has struggled for form, but it is so obvious what he can be. Thoughts? Yeah, no, he's a freakish footballer, Xavier Coates. Um, I think Tavita Pango Jr., they're going to miss him through the middle as well. Uh, Matt Lodge stands out for me yeah. too. I think he's been... Like, Payne Haas has been unbelievable. But Lodge... I mean, since arriving at the Warriors, he has been unreal for them. I think he's going to be a massive mm. loss. Um, you know, Dale Copley, Tom Dearden, you're not really moving the needle there along with Brodie Croft. But, yeah, I think it's Coates, Pangai Jr. and Lodge that are the obvious stands out there that they will really miss. Yeah, I, I, Pangai Jr., he can be eight or nine on his day, but I've seen him yeah. be two or three too many times. Yeah, I've seen him break the rules too many times. So obviously got an attitude problem. Mm. There's no doubt it's an attitude problem. Mm. You know... Turning up in places he had, wasn't supposed to be. That's been well documented. That never happened at the Broncos. Mm. Not from a kid who hadn't done anything. Yep. You know, you ask Corey Parker one of these things. He he sat in line. He spoke to Shane Webke when Shane Webke spoke to him. Mm. You know, you you urge your right to be walk around. You know, Kempi, you live through it. Mate, I was, yeah. mate, I played against the, the the great teams. You know, the the perception. And you know what? It is the perception that they had. They felt entitled. You know, mm. that comes through where. Mate, you've, you've done nothing, you know. And I think that where it's a good bite, Penrith, because Penrith go, well, you can join us if you want to play your best and be selfless. But now he's gone home for personal reasons, which is whatever 100%. it is, I hope he's okay. But I think in a situation yeah. like Penrith, that would have been great for him at the end of the year because yeah. it's, 
Well, we don't need. He's up. back now, though. Yeah. He's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's this on weekend. The, yeah. Did he get named? Yeah, yes. he's on the extended. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if he plays his best, you get a start. Yeah. But if but if you want to fade in and out of games, like you have the ability to in Brisbane because you had them by mm. the balls because you yeah. were the best player, they don't need you. So I think they'll be real good for him. I think he needed to change as much as the club did. Um, again, Coates is a, is a different kettle of fish, and it is a young fella. I think it's a huge pickup for the Storm. I, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I actually think Tavita is a good loss, not because he's not a fucking gun, just because it hasn't worked out. No. It, it hasn't worked out, and if he was on 300k, we could, ex- you know, yeah. that would be okay. But he's not. He's a, a Mate, big part of the cap. So Payne has run down. Who was the other day? Made Tedesco, a break. yeah. Tedesco. Mate, can you see Tavita Pengo Junior doing that? I hope I hope he can do that. I hope he but, can. But, but, but even if he didn't run him down, it's the fact that he he was there. Has yeah. just gives it like he Everything. is, mate. He will not stop trying. Yeah. You know, he's unbelievable. Absolutely, you know? unbelievable. You know, he's an unbelievable athlete. But for me, when I look at him, the fact that the minutes you play and the the how you play, you mm. know, that tackle, that just highlighted what he's all about. Whether he missed him or you're back there chasing as a front rower, mm. he probably made three tackles in that set. You know it's what incredible. I mean? It's That's incredible. the attitude you build. You build a club around, and that's what makes Shane Webke play with a broken arm. That's yeah. not the fact he didn't do much. It's the fact that he was out there with a broken arm. Yep. That's the standards, you know. Payne Hass is setting out that club at such young age, which is incredible. And it's yeah. not the only time he's done that. He did it no. against the Sharks a couple of weeks ago, mm. too. And, like, he knocked the ball over the dead ball line there. And I looked down at the score. They were up by eight. Right. They weren't up by six. They were up by eight with two minutes to go. Like, they, they were home. They were up still... by 80 or down yeah. by eight, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's... So, I, so I think, um, I actually think Tavita is, is a good loss. I think Milford is a good loss yeah. for both parties. I think Croft is a good loss. Matt Lodge, I would say, is... An okay loss. Yeah, I agree. He 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 definitely can add a lot, but at the same time, the the last few years it just hasn't seemed no. to work out. He's had some really good games, some mm. periods. Matter of fact, when he did get released, he was actually playing some of his best footy. So what I would say is it's it's not a good loss for the Broncos because he could have been great with uh, Haas. But when you've got a guy like Paddy Carrigan that can partner Haas in the front row at a much cheaper price than 700k, which was reportedly what John. So I'm, I would say okay loss. I'd say Copley is a good loss in the sense that you know he's he wants to play first grade. It's good for both parties. Dearden, Dearden, I actually think is a good loss because if he's at the club, he's constantly talked about is this should he be playing seven? Should he be playing seven? Whereas you know he has gone to the Where, Cowboys. Where's the sp- now I don't come down. Or- Always bias towards halfback, trying not to be mm. tough on it because I know it's a hard job. But where's where was all this? He's never won a game starting halfback. Yeah. So where, where's the hoopla and the? And I'm not like, a good young kid. I think he can pitch really hard. But, but was he? It must have been a standout junior coming through. Yeah. Well, like I, I think he's been the the biggest uh, victim of the Broncos yeah. situation because he timing. was supposed to be. We, we're looking for a half constantly. But I think it's a good loss because, unfortunately, I th- don't get me wrong, I think Dearden has a future in the NRL. I think he has a future. But he has gone to the Cowboys and he has struggled. So it's actually good that at, at the time I was actually disagreeing with the Broncos saying you should have offered him something. I, I was wrong about that and this is something Broncos got right. Whereas the Reese Walsh thing, I think they got it wrong. Horribly wrong. This, so we, we, we have to give credit where credit's due. You know, they got the Reese Walsh run wrong. But I think they've gotten this one right yeah. by waiting to offer him a contract. The biggest loss, though, Xavier Coates. That's a fucking huge, huge loss. Mate, they, 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 they usually get Storm. They, they need to mould that. You know, like a George Jennings. You know, George is down there. He's not the quickest. He's like, well, mould 
this bloke's quick. He's strong. He's good. Like, he reminds me of Israel Flower at that age. He can age. be anything. Like, that, all you need is get some stool in him and, you know, yep. train him hard and realise this is the standard of intensity you need every day and set some new standards. He's got those those things. Melbourne yep. Melbourne usually train your, your backside offs to cover because their players don't have those yep. X-factor things. If he adds that that stool and that resolve and that work ethic to a, you know, an ability and skill factor he's already got, he could be a hell of a player in 12 months' time. I think I've heard you talk about it before. I mean, is Coates the first origin player they've signed in? 15 yeah. years. Mick Crocker yeah. was the last yeah, one. Yeah, Crocker was the last one. What was that? 06, 07. Uh, end of 05 for 06, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Unbelievable. And you know what? They won a premiership the year mm. after. Yeah, shock me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a good point. It's the first one. So, clearly, Melbourne are seeing the, the potential in this kid. Um, okay, so this is... They've filled 27 of their 30 spots. So, that means in, you've got usually got a top 30. There's three spots they haven't filled yet. But this is the Broncos' top 30. Jesse Arthurs, Bellamore, Capewell, Carrigan, uh, Selwyn. It says Combo. Cobo. I think it's Cobo. Yeah. Uh, Matty, like, you don't make mistakes, bro. That's <laughs> fucking really surprising that you fucked that up. One of the best young guys we've got coming through. I'm a huge fan of Cobo. Um, Herbie Farmworth, Flegler, Gamble, Haas, Hetherington, Asako, Jensen, <laughs> Reese Kennedy, Lee, Mead, Tessie New, Oates, Corey Pax, Palacia, Pecora. Adam Reynolds, Ricky, TC Rabadi, and Katoni Staggs. What are you guys out? Turpin, Billy Walters, and Xavier Willis. I just want to ask Matt a question. Were you hungry at the time? Were you thinking like a schnitzel and <laughs> pasta combo? Is that what you. What time did you do no, this? No name special. Yeah, it must have, must have been around midday, one o'clock. <laughs> what, what, what do you think of that top 30 squad? Now, the average age. I think they need a hooker. Yeah, so the average age is 24, I think. Sorry, um, Maddie just put he put one word per page when he printed it out. So we've actually every every person we're talking about is on just one page. So the average age of the squad is 24. Average played NRL games uh, NRL games of the squad is 50, which is the lowest in the NRL. I think is the is the youngest and the least experienced squad in the NRL. I think at least the the um, one of the most. What are your thoughts on that squad? What do you think they need, Pinch Dog? I think they need a hooker, mate. You know, I think you've got Reynolds there uh, for three years. Um, he can really help a young 5'8", too. You know what I mean? And, and, and again, you, I think Tessie New can be a first-grade fullback mm. for long term. You've got your seven. A bit like having Cronk, you can, you can fill in a make, makeshift halfback or a young 5'8", young sorry, because you've got Reynolds. You know, you can have a running 5'8", there. Yep. Um, not a mate, but you know you don't need. You yeah. can have a young kid, you can, or an old, or a Blake Green, for lack of a better term. You know, someone at the end of their career just looking to get the job done. I think they need needed just another backup hooker. So, so if what do you think they need a hooker as well? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you look at the hookers on the market. I was going to say, are you so improving anywhere? So this like, is this I, is the, this is the hookers on the market right now. Danny Levi, uh, Silva Havili. Cole Patterson, Mitch Rain, Chris Randall, Joey Lussick, Joshua Cook, and Billy Britton. That's hookers mm. within the first grade mm. system. Those obviously younger ones. Well, you've got to develop, don't you? Well, so they, they have got, got a young guy there, Corey Pakes, but... Is he a hooker, though? He's more of a utility to me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but I mean, mate, when you look at that list, oh, I, yeah, I, I yeah, think Pakes has got more potential than a lot of these guys. Like, one of those guys on that list is at the club now, well, Danny Mitch, Weber, I think Mitch Rain's right? gone all right for the... I, I don't know whether you develop... I don't know if, I'm saying if there's one out there, but if Jake Turpin's my only hooker... Mm. I don't think you can... I think he needs backup as well. Do you make you know? a call to Canberra? They've got two handy nines yeah. down there. Well, 
exactly right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That, and that's where that's where Storm have gone good, because I know from they've, the mid-season transfers they've got down there over the years for yep. next to nothing. You know, that's where it is. Um, and again, you, and you don't want to be spending money just for the sake of it. No, you no. Know, if they're not there, you, you know. That's that. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think I agree. They need an extra hooker because Turpin's good. I just think he needs to be released a bit with Reynolds. Well, of course and he I, does. And I just so I think that with the hookers on the market, you just try to develop. Can Alex Glenn play hooker? Sorry. Can Alex Glenn nah, play hooker? Not, not now. What, what position? What position would you like them to get? Uh, I don't mind the hooker call. You've obviously got seven covered, six covered. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind another strike back. I, Tony Staggs just worries me all the injuries he's had over the last few yeah. years. I and think the latest one is concerning for me. Yeah, yeah and Branko. I mean, Branko has had so many injuries over the last few years. It's like he he's had three injuries this year. Mm. Like uh, He came on my podcast last year, and his injury run has been unbelievable. A guy that stands out for me on this free agent list is Harley Smith-Shields. Yep. I think there should be 15 NRL clubs talking to his management. I think he looks like an unreal talent. About 20 years old. Yeah, Strong, I think he could powerful. be longer. He is... It reminds me of Nick Kotrick when yep. Kotrick was in really good form. Um, so I the outside know. backs at the moment of note on, on the market... Well, I think that's your best area, isn't it? Like yeah. When you look at... When you look at all everyone available, I think the most quality you've got is in, in the outside backs. You know, like a Dylan Walker... You know, like a judge, for someone who could do a job, you know, depends what price you're getting for. But yep. like Fergo, just to name, like there's plenty of blokes here who played Origin. Josh Morris, we said he'd probably retire. Tao Tao Moga. I think if they get Dugan Jordan. Chambers, like you can pick those blokes up cheap to do a job. I think if you get Jordan Pereira, that's a good signing. Yeah. Because he actually, when he's on, he leads tackle breaks for the comp. Um, I, I agree, though. I think they're be losing Coates and, and, and Corey Oates' form is struggling. Where do they get that that oomph from? You know, where do they get that big fucking play? I mean, even just depends how much they have. But Ferguson, they probably can't afford Ferguson. What about a guy like Edric Lee? Mm. Yeah, oh, I think he's improved out of sight the yeah. last. I remember when he was at Canberra, he, like the hands were just always so oh, unreliable. Yeah, it was so it was bad. feet for hands, like <laughs> it was hard to watch. But I think, and, and obviously, he's first cousins with Branko as well. Um, so they've got that little connection there. I think he could do much worse than Edric, without a doubt. I think the other thing we haven't spoken about, and they haven't brought him, but they'll get him back next year as Pat Carrigan. Massive. I think he's a sensational player. Well, that's it's, what I was talking about. Yeah. He's partnering Haas in the front yeah. row with um, Heatherington at 13. I think it's really good, but you're right. Well, that, that's Patty the knock Carrigan on Lodge, isn't it? Like, if the game, if it goes the way it goes, is, is, is he, you know, Pat Carrigan can be a 10 because yep. he's yep. first got more... Got the motor, the motor you know. Yeah. That's that's the concern with those big front rowers who, when it when it was a wrestleathon, they were worth their weight in gold because yeah. they could, mm. you know, could get you a quick play ball. Now you need that bloke with leg speed getting yeah. over the advantage line. So, I am um, interested to see how that plays out. If I I think that if I'm the Broncos, I am trying to develop Selwyn Combo and Cobo <laughs> as well as possible. I think Selwyn Cobo reminds me he's not as you know. Decorated as Latrell Mitchell, but his shape, the way he plays, the way he runs, there is similarities. He's got the long reach with a good fan. If I'm the Broncos, I'm trying to get Renoff, Steve Renoff in there, whoever I can, to develop him into a, the strike that they mm. need. Herbie Farmworth, he's going to get through a fuckload of work, going to be solid as. But Selwyn looks, oh, I think Selwyn looks mm. pretty special to me. Uh, so. But this is this is about managing your, your club where, for so long, Brisbane, it's not only had the superstars, but they had senior players. So you can blood a young kid. Yep. You can give him half a dozen games. If he goes great, we're going to give him another half a dozen. If he goes shit house, yeah. you get you get him out the back door. You can you can blood these kids in, but you're bringing in an 18 year old when your average weight, average uh, age is 24. That exposes them more. Yeah. You know, like 
that that's where you know controlling it because salary cap controlling your squad and then having that experience there you know ability to put a halfback in next to a 300 gamer or 200 game half partner not against you now you're putting a kid in debut and his halfback partners played 20 games you know yep. like yep. it exposes them more and that's that's going to be the pain areas for for brisbane that's why reynolds is so good just experience capewalk yeah it's an oh, it's a man in there yep. not, they're not kids Absolutely. you know they're, they're men they set standards that just how they behave you know like it's mm. um it's going to be a huge difference to having those and it may or may a huge positive to get those older blokes in now on to the doggies the great cannery canterbury bulldogs not a lot of losses but a lot of signings. Josh Adokar, a four-year deal. Mm. Matty Burton, three-year deal with a, a third in his favour. Uh, option for a third year. Okay, so it's a two-year deal with a third year in his favour. Matt Dufty, one-year deal. Brent Naden, two-year deal. Tavita Pangaigenia, three-year deal. But I think the cream of the crop right now, the great signing out of all of them, most underrated, obviously not the best signing, but the most underrated, Paul Vaughan, Desperate to revive his career on a one-year deal. It is a fucking bargain. What do you think, big fella? I love Paul Vaughan, and I like the Dufty signing. I, I love agree. that it's one-year contract. 100%. It's backs against the wall. Yep. It's this or England, essentially. Yep. I, I, th- I think they've done really well getting those two. I think for Paul Vaughan, I mean, people forget he was playing for the Kangaroos a couple of years ago and was he was an automatic in the Kangaroos side three mm. years ago. I think he... You know, without being inside the system, I think he got a little bit comfortable over the last few years. I think this year he got embarrassed. He got his pants pulled down. Mm. And rightly so. Yeah, yeah, rightly so, 100%. You're a senior player who derailed the yep. season at St. George. But he's a guy who's got something to prove now. I think well, that's the most well, dangerous It's going to go one or two ways. Yep. It's going to be a great signing or it's not. Yeah. And I think I hope for him, he's a good fella. Um, Dufty, again, Dufty, Dufty got told he was not wanted. And he came off a four, was it four tries or something? Yeah, something crazy. So, something crazy. It, it was like one of those Tom Travoyevich games. So, again, there's been a knock on his attitude for a long time, Dufty. Hmm. So, I think that one year is perfect, and that's probably Gus there. Um, so, so you're going to find out whether they want to, they're willing to drop yeah. it, you know, what's more important. I, I think it's superb. I think uh, Ado Carr and Burton are superb signings. Again, at least Burton, we can get, they've, they had Kotrick and a few, Allen and these blokes, but we've got someone now they can create, and Burton's going to create. There's no use signing all these outside backs if there's no one, no one inside there. to feed them. Yeah. Um, so Burton's a huge, huge signing for him. I think Brett Naden's a good signing too. He's, He's a, good, a good player. He is yeah. a good player. And again, Penguai Jr., if, if you see the best of him, and again, you see the best of Dufty and Vaughan, they're quality players. Whether well, or not you do is, is another question. But you're right, the one-year deal, there's certainly no... There's no room for I mean, So you either jump yeah. on board or, you, or yeah. you're out the door. And you know? both were unwanted by their clubs. So let's say both both of them go to shit. I don't think you're wasting a huge, no. wackier salary cap. Like Paul it's Vaughan a, was playing Origin two years ago. He's, they got him on a one-year deal. Well, no, that's the thing. Yeah. It's a fucking great deal. And, and also, I'm pretty sure this year he was leading post-contact when he was playing. Mm. Like, yes, he hasn't been as good as he, he has been in the past. But to get a player like Vaughan on a one-year deal, yeah. I just think that's fucking fantastic. Now, um... Rating out of 10, recruitment, not not retention recruitment. Oh, mate, I think it's superb. You know, look at an eight, eight and a half. You yep. know, it's... Ade Carr's the best winger in the game. Has been for a couple of years, in my opinion. Uh, Burton, well, he's not an origin player now. So I, good. Yeah, he's a superstar in the making, you know. Uh, and those other four blokes are genuine quality first graders. Yeah. All, all on their day, representative quality players, mm. you know. Uh, Naden's only a young fella, but... I've got a lot of time for him, but the other three blokes, you know, I know Dufty hasn't played red footy, but he's mm. certainly up 
you know, when he gets it right, he's he's a quality fullback. And those other two, the two bottom ones, they're if they're playing their best, they're they're rep players, in my opinion. And Vaughn's always been. I think as well, Dufty, the game's moving towards him. Mm. Like if you would have said five years ago, oh, my fullback weighs eighty kilos. I mean, you're, you're sort of questioning that, but the yeah. game is moving towards these sort of guys. I think Josh Adokar, as Finchie said, best winger in the comp for me on both sides of the ball. But I also think with Josh Adokar, what he brings off field to this team yeah. as well. I look at him and, like, obviously you only see so much on social media, but it doesn't look like they have that Brandon Smith sort of guy or that Josh Adokar. Like, he's a real locker room guy that I think's going to be really important for this. And he comes from a winning culture too. Mm. Mm. I, 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 I would give them probably a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Yeah, and I mean, the, the punts they've taken that I'm a little bit worried about, they are on one-year deals. They're going to be cheap. You're not risking a heap here, realistically. Um, Is a concern Tavita for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a concern, but uh, and the three-year deal does worry me a little bit. I just, you just so watch him and it, Would it, you roll the dice on that three-year deal with Penguin Juniors rather than Vaughn or Dufty? If you had to, if out of those three, Dufty, Penguin Junior, Vaughn, who, if you had to give one of them a three-year deal, which one would, would you give to? I'd give to Vida. Hundred percent. I agree. Only because the Sunny Bill factor. Hundred yeah. percent, mate. Because he's now with Sunny Bill. And if there's one person, if he can't listen to Sonny Bill, he's not going to listen to but, but, anyone. But, and but, I just think that the fact that Sonny Bill has been in his corner now for probably, what, 12 months now? Yep. And we did see this. Yes, he stuffed up. Yes. And yes, he's had a million chances at the Broncos. But we did see him delivering consistent yeah. good footy this year. See, see this is the, the one thing for the poor old dogs is, you know, you've got to pay overs or roll the dice somewhere. Yep. Because you're not going to get the best back rower in the comp. Want to go to or front? I want to go. Want want to go to the dogs? Yeah, yeah. You know they're going to have to pay overs, or you're going he to, can be that. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Or you're going to have to roll the dice on a scallywag, so to speak, or someone who's been in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather do it on Penguin Junior because I agree. The upside, I think he's. I think he's got more upside than Dufty and Vaughn. He, Way he, more upside. Davida Pangai Jr. can absolutely, without a doubt, no questions asked, be the number one back row in the comp. He can be the number one backer on the comp, in my opinion. That's your high-end potential, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Again, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be that. What I'm saying is is when you look at the power, the offload, if, he, if he's playing at his best ability, mm. at the best of his ability, for example, you took him down to Melbourne, you telling me he wouldn't be in the top two, top three exactly. uh, back rows in the comp, you took him to the Roosters, he would uh, if he, if he you know gets his potential. So I, I, I agree with you. If you're going to gamble as a club that needs to gamble to get out of it. Yeah, if you're going to Tyson Gamble, you go to yeah, Vita. I think so too. Yeah. Um, so, and I think the Sonny Bill factor is a big factor because mm. I don't think Sonny Bill's going to attach his name to now. Not that he has come out and said, "Hey, I'm fucking with Tavita. But we've seen them together. We've seen photos. Um, if there's one guy that Tavita's going to listen to, respect, understand the pitfalls of having well, a, a lot of talent, a lot of hype, it's Sonny Bill Williams. And, and, and it's a bit of a crossroads moment for Tavita. He. If he knuckles down the next three years, he could potentially earn the biggest contract. Yep. Oh, you know, and he, he could play he, Origin. If he doesn't, then he gets into that sort of water where, oh, we're happy to have him, but we're not mm. going to pay you too much, mm. and it's not going to be long contracts now because you've... Oh, this is make or break. He's now 25. Now, yeah. Yeah, now you've got that reputation of, well, he, well he potentially you're great, but does yeah. he... Well, mate, so, he's borderline there at the moment. I, I think he's there. Like, I think this, is, this, this next 12 months is make or break for him. If he doesn't deliver in this 12 months, or at least the attitude-wise, Bulldogs, Bulldogs will start pressuring him to, to get rid of him. Because he's 25. Mm. He's not he's not the 21-year-old kid that can no mm. longer, you know, be a lot of potential, and, you know, he's had issues learning this and that next thing. So that's why 
I think that you got add the Sunny Bill, yeah, the Trent Barrett factor. If he comes out and consistently plays well, pay, pay, plays well, he could be the signing of the year. But he could also be, you know, one of well, the mate, worst. There's five guys up. in that list that could be the signing of the year. Yeah, like it's got that. Uh, we obviously haven't spoken too much about Matt Burton yet, but. Fuck, he's exciting to watch. Fuck. He's just... Uh, yeah, how much does he parallel Freddie? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Freddie was this yeah. big 5'8", move to centre, mm-hmm. then come back. To, you know, like, you, he's been right. arguably the best... Outside of Olam, he's been the best centre in the competition. Yeah. Oh, mate, I think too... Oh, I think he's going to be a better 5'8 than Jerome Luai. And, and it's a bit reminds me of when Thurston left the Dogs. The Dogs beat us in the grand final. And it's Sherwin's... Arguably the second best halfback in the comp behind Joey. Mm. And Nasta was one of the best five eights. Between them, they're superb. They've, they've both played superbly and they won a comp. So yeah. how can you move any of them out? Yeah, absolutely. Again, Jerome Luai and Cleary have been superb. You yeah. cannot ask any more of them. They've just led New South Wales to the most successful origin win in history. Yep. You know, so you can't keep them all. And that's that's the unfortunate thing, bringing a lot of players through. You can't keep them all. But Burton, in the long run, he could... He's the ability to, to be better than all of them. He's know, explosive. He's danger. He's danger. Like, he can do everything. It's so dangerous. Every time he gets the ball now. Yeah, off the mark. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's so dangerous. Yeah. You, you cannot, for a second, be like, oh, it's He's just, fast, but it doesn't look like he's going yeah. fast. Oh, it's just a half. I'll, yeah. give, him, I'll give him an extra step. Whereas, like, <laughs> if Tommy Trevojevic gets the ball, it's like, don't give yeah. him a fucking inch. Whereas Burton is similar. You can't give him a step. Now, losses. So, we all, I would put their recruitment at... An eight, eight and a half, only because of the unknowns. Mm. This could all go drastically wrong. For example, if Tavita turns up and doesn't do well, Paul well, Vaughan as well, and Dufty, and well, then Burton gets well, injured. Well, Kempi, on, on that list, how many, how many of those can you... I know virtually I can't guarantee them, but how many can you... Close enough guarantee you know what you're going to get, the top two, isn't it? Yeah, pretty it's much the top, top two. two. Outside of that, it's a yeah. lot. You can't guarantee it's, it. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. So, but but if, you, if you can get anywhere close to their best, if you can get 10, 70% yes. out of yeah. all of them, yeah. you're flying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, but you, you know you're going to get value for money for added car. You know what, you know, you've got a 10-year player in Burt, yeah. Burton, you know. Yeah. Um, and oh, I think it all comes down to the academy. You're probably the best person to ask, who wears seven? Who's oh, it going to be? Honestly. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they know. That's the... Well, that's the thing. There's no... I don't see a clear picture there, you know? I, the, the criticism for Clear is like, what What did you expect from him? I've never... Like, what he's given is what I always thought... With Flanagan. Sorry, uh, sorry Flanagan. Flanagan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, with, with Flanagan. Oh, you know, well, what, what did they expect? I don't... You know, what, I didn't see... I... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What I'm, I'm on you. Yeah. Like, what I don't get is like, how are you building into this year yeah. by putting Avarillo at seven when he's not seven, a seven, exactly. he's a six at most? But, but obviously, like even with young Flano, if he's my future, I'm giving him a full season. Yeah, it's a build. I don't care how... Have they won games without him? Yeah. Nothing's changed no, when you've dropped changed. him. So if he's your seven, mate, you're playing the whole year. There. And I'm telling him, he may not be the, the bike there, but if why would you give, sign him on so much money if he's not? Yeah. I'd say, mate, I'm giving you 12 months. You, you're the seven. You don't have to worry about your spot. Go for your life. 
Um, but obviously he's not because the you know, six weeks here, dropping and changing. I think the worst thing is too, even when they drop it, it's not like he's going back to Reggie's and he's got things to practice. He's yeah. sitting in a hotel room. And he's not playing rugby and league. it's not like, like the result changes the very yeah, next week. And the, the Avarillo thing is outrageous. A, a month later, he's back sense. in. Yeah. yeah. A month later, they've given him another turn again. That, like, like, what I'm not getting is this whole year for Barrett, in my opinion, and it's, you know, probably fucking wrong, should have been building towards Burton and, and Adokar. Who's going with him? Everything should have been directed toward, even if they lost every game all year, because they nearly have anyway, it should have been, we need to prepare the place so that Burton walks in on his first day and slots right into the game plan that we mm. want to build. And yet it hasn't been that. Avarillo is a gun player. Matter of fact, he's been one of their best, and I say it every single week, but he's not a seven. Well, mate, but exactly. Well, you, Melbourne Storm built their game around the Hawker for so long who's now retired. And you look at Canterbury next year, you build your team around your six. Mm. Burton. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no use him getting there next year and go, oh, look, this is how we play. No. Yeah. I'm getting the halfback who compliments Burton. I'm putting players. I'm getting the back row on that side that compliments Burton. You, you build the team around him. You're spending all your pennies on him and he's, and he's worth it. I think he's going to be a great, great buy from... But you don't get him there, then he's got to adapt to someone else. You build... Yep. And, and, they, and the, you know the funny thing is... Most teams don't have 12 months. To, they've had 12 months to build a roster and make yep. a game plan to build it around. But he's, a, he's a player you can build your... Uh, like, like with Cleary. Why, why, did, why Jerome Lewis is so good next to him? Because he's a runner. They're, yep. they're, not, they're not putting two, like a two half-type halfbacks yep. in. They're, you know, they've built the team around Cleary. Um, they can do that with... with uh, Canterbury could have done that with Burton. But again, the, the chopping and changing. You know, why no Avrilo, who's that halfback, you know, he's... It just, I don't yeah, understand. And like you have a look at their entire spine. Like, is anyone in their spine a top sixteen player in their position? No. Oh, I think Melbourne's got two or three in each of those positions yeah. that are probably better than those guys. It's just, yeah, I, it's a they're they're in so, a bit so, of a pickle. So what are your so what are your thoughts on the Avarillo situation? Uh, personally, I, I've always thought he's probably more of a fullback. I think that's where I would play him. You said five. I, I even think five eight's a stretch for him to be yep. honest with you. Like yep. he's. Uh, it's. I mean, like I look at their side, and I mean they signed Corey Allen. I don't think he's played fullback this year. I think mm. he showed last year that that was probably his best position when he was playing. Mm. Like I, I think the best fullback in the squad right now is probably uh, Will Hopawade, and we haven't seen him there once. We've seen Dallin there. We've seen Meany there. Like, but that's what I'm not understanding with Yavrilo. I agree with you. Like yeah. six is a massive stretch. It's just more. The, it's more because Barrett keeps putting him in the halves. But I, I they should have put Avrilo at the back, fullback. Yep. From round one and said, even if you struggle all year, we're building you to partner Burton rather than the seven role, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, have you ever seen a guy look more uncomfortable in the seven than Jake Avarillo? Uh, yeah, probably like me at the end of my career. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a, he, he's still one of their best players, though, in yep. my opinion. Like, oh, for sure. Yep. In. Mate, Burton is probably in there. He's your best 5'8", like for the dogs. He's their best centre. And I don't, I don't think this is a stretch. I think he'd be their best fullback. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I think he would if he played fullback. Yeah. He'd be still their best fullback yeah. in the squad and their best centre. Yeah, and, <laughs> and as well as their best fullback. So he's a bloke that <laughs> can play three positions better than yeah. anyone else. That's that's concerning. Yeah. Um. I, okay. Now their losses. I think Meany to Storm. I like. You know, he wasn't going to be there nah. long term. Clearly, so that's not a big loss. I think losing Watani Zalesniak on the money he was on is actually a good loss for the doggies. Just wasn't working out. And I think Willa Hopperwadi on the money he's on was yeah, also you know, a good Hopper, loss. he's had a good career, but maybe he get to the position. You know, Hopper's a bit like a, a paramount. He's not, his best days are sort of behind him. Yeah. He still tries real hard, but in terms of now where you see like a Burton and these attacking centres, Hopper doesn't have that in his game like he used to. He can mm. just 
give them a ball and yeah. they create stuff on their own. But he, you know, he, he's a premiership winner, Hop. He, he's been good for them in, in some tough years. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone there that can... I, I mean, I'm sure in 12 months' time, people will say, why did they let Nick Meany go? Yeah, but, but Nick Meany's not going to be the same player at Canterbury. No. He's going to be at Melbourne. That's I mean, just, yeah. And yeah. he's covered for... Papenhausen, yeah, you know, he, yeah. He and, and, and you're totally right. Everyone's going to turn around and yeah. go, "Why didn't we? Why let Meany go?" Well, Meany, good, solid player, but it just wasn't seeming. Yeah, they'll say, "Why'd you let Meany and Remus Smith go?" That's crazy. Yeah. They were never going to be those guys. Remus Smith had plenty of opportunities at the Dogs. So Heaps. did Re- never, So did Meany. Yeah. has so, been there for two or three years. You know, now, three and, years. And Remus yeah. Smith's one of the most improved players in the comp. Why? Because of Melbourne. You know, not not because the doggies wouldn't be able to do that. So. Um, I think I think we all in agreement that their losses are really are good losses for them. Yeah. And now, but, but again, Campy, I was, I was sitting here saying the same thing last year. Yeah. You got Corey Allen, Hetherington, um, Thompson, Kyle Flanagan, um, Nick Kotrick. You know, this time yeah. last, yeah. last yeah. year, I was thinking, how good is this roster? Well, I, the only thing I'd say about last year was it was the key positions. Yeah. Flanagan, the the, the biggest one where I was wrong, and I we were probably both wrong, was yeah. Flanagan. I thought Flanagan was going to yeah. bring a lot of stability and hang him around that twelve position. I didn't think they were going to make play finals footy. So, but yeah, you're right though. Last year it looked very promising, yeah. and then fuck, look what happened. So, I just think with a superstar like Burton, at least you're going to be able to recruit to an extent, mm. like yeah. to an extent. I think there are a couple of positives. Like I think this kid they found over the last few weeks, uh, Bailey. Beyond Iodo. Yeah. He's yep. like, once again, he was playing 5'8. I don't know why. I think he's an out and out hooker when he came on. <laughs> he loves him putting oh. him in the arms. Oh, that's that's mate, he's, he's your fourth. Mate, he's one bloke. I think Jeremy Marshall King has flown out under the radar. He's a little improved bit. out of sight. Yeah, yeah he, but I think you need more. He, he I think in, I'd play uh, Beyond Iodo in your 14. You know, well, that's that's the biggest concern for the doggies is there's no hookers off contract and like who would you sign? Maybe Mitch Rain could put, put yeah. it, could work but at it, that dog's even, nine it, position. It, sometimes you got to you know shuffle the deck chairs, create create your own fourteen, create your own uh, role for for him. You know what I mean? Some, they don't always have to be out and out. Um, you know, coach them, coach yeah. these players up. That's, well, look that's, what happened with Hughes. At the yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Hughes was a fullback. Cameron Munster was a fullback. Yep. They're the two form halves, you know, the premiership winning halves, and they're both fullbacks. Um, sometimes you've got to do that, you know yep. what I mean, to, to get the best out of them and mould them into the play you need for your team. Okay. I think similar to Pat Carrigan as well. They're going to get Raymond Fitala Mariner back next year. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's going to be an unreal guy to bring yeah. back into this side. I think um, they're real. If, if I was them, who I'd be recruiting because there's not many. Um, I'll read out their top squad, but I'll, then I'll say who I think is, is key for them. Josh Adokart, they've got 27 spots filled. Their average age is 24.2, so really young, which is a good sign. 60 average general games. So that's actually around the same age as the Broncos, but they've got more experience, which is really good. Anyway, the top 20, they've got 27 spots filled. Adokar, Alamati, Allen, Abarillo, uh, Beyond Odo, Burton, Kotrick, Dury, Dufty, Elliott, Vitala, Mariner, uh, Flanagan, Hetherington, Josh Jackson, Katoa, Marshall King, Naden, Ockenbaugh, Tavita Pangai Jr., Shoup, uh, Avar, Sefa, Sema, Nafagao. Oh, I can't. Apologies, bro. How do you say it? How do you say it? See a matter for nigh. See a matter nigh. Joe Stinson, Luke Thompson, Jackson, uh, Jackson uh, Topene. Uh, if that's is that said the same way as Tarpene? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, Paul Vaughan, Corey Waddell. Brandon Wakeman. Now, what I think that they need desperately, outside of a nine, because they're struggling, because there's no nines in the um, recruitment, is a ball playing thirteen. Yeah, I, I was it's about, to, I was about to say that, mate. There's, there's got to be, and they've been great. He's been a great clubman and a great captain, Josh Jackson. But there's, there's the 
there's got to be looking to put him into the front row. It's yeah. I mean, you got him and Adam Elliott. They're all working hard, but they're too much like for like. And this is not disrespectful. They're not going to punch a hole in a cream custard in terms of <laughs> breaking the line. Yep. They'll work their clacker off, and you need them. They'll be tra- they train, set great examples. But you can't have much. That's where Pengai Jr., that's what keeps him in. There's interest in him because he can bust the line. You know, yep. you look at those teams and um, their ability to create. They, they can't have. Would you go after a guy like Curtis Sirenin? Well, he can create on an edge. Yeah, the other one, I know he's young and it's, I'm starting to wonder if there's attitude or something there because he's not playing first grade, but Billy Magulius is yeah. always a standout for yeah. me. Like, yep. he, and he can, can ball, ball play. play. And you get um, him relatively cheap too. Mate, yeah. you, you, we talk about ball playing. Peachy's there. Yep. John mate. Asiata, he's got some skills on him yep. too. Yep. Like, there's I a, like the Billy Magulius call. Yeah. I just, but I, I, I just feel like Billy has looked so good for so many years and now we've had two Cronulla coaches that have consistently not picked him. It just worries me there might be more to that. But um, there's another kid on this list you just read out who we haven't seen yet, uh, Paul Alamotti. Uh, I watched him play SG Ball last year, and he, he's young for SG Ball, but he is a real, Actually, what, real what, what talent. Actually, what position does he play? Centre. He plays right yeah, centre. Yeah, and I've seen some – they've put highlights up on their Instagram. I was there that day he did that yeah, flick. Yeah, flick it, it was pissing with rain. Yep. It was unreal. And he, he was like 15 or some shit? He was meant to play Harold Matz, and my brother was meant to mark him, and they ran out and he wasn't there. Yeah. And we just went, thank God. Yeah, and wow. then he played SG Balls. His first game of ball, and, mate, he was unreal. He is a big human So what's too. his name again? Paul Alamotti, I think Paul it is. Alamotti. He's on the first. He's on our first page. He's like the oh second yeah, Paul name Alamotti. Now. I've seen those highlights too. I yeah. haven't seen as much as you. It was over at Belmore. Yeah, it was special. special. He's good. And so, that's that's good. That's good that they've at least developing some young yeah. young guns. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's the doggies for for you. Um, ball playing lock. I think that if they could get Tyron Peachy cheap, I think that if they could get. A guy like Curtis Sirenin and then maybe move uh, to Vita to 13, yeah. maybe. Uh, other than that... Egan Butcher's the other one. Egan Butcher. Does he ball play, though? Fuck. If he doesn't, I'll still take him. Yeah. I reckon he's... I heard you mention him before, mm. so I reckon he's going to be a superstar. Yeah, so that's that's uh, Nat Butcher's younger brother, correct? Yeah, Off the I, bench I think he's, right. he's been great in a he's been really decimated good. squad, yeah. you know. Already for the Chooks, he's been fantastic. He, he's come through the South Sydney system. He's been tipped for so long to be a superstar, Egan, yep. and... Yeah, he, he looks the goods to me. Um, all right, sweet. So that's done and dusted for the doggies. Now on to the great Raiders. Sorry, I've just got to flick through a thousand pages because <laughs> Matty the Waterboy fucking used, literally used all the ink. If there's an ink shortage in Australia, it's because Matty printed what one letter the, per what page. About the, what about the paper shortage? <laughs> fucking hell. Do you have any trees that Running out of trees. The trees got knocked down for this. Now, onto the, the Raiders. Uh, this is like when my missus sees me down, look, look, she's typed a few things out with the problems she's got for me. <laughs> and let me tell you, their chocolate block from top to bottom here, here's what I didn't need He's not wasting page it. space. No. So, uh, it's all fucking there. Okay, 2022 signings, not available because Maddie doesn't do his job. Um, no, they've, they've actually signed no one that I'm... Is anyone no, I, I was looking at it today too. I don't think they have signed Okay, anyone, which, so. which is really concerning because you'd hope that they would... You know, they lose a player like George Williams and they haven't signed anyone. Their 2022 losses, obviously, Williams, Adam Cook uh, and Kai O'Donnell. Now, both guys, that's clearly not big losses other than, like, those two other guys, no no disrespect to them, but I don't even think they've played. For, maybe Kai's played, maybe one or two. Anyway, one or two, yeah. not, not big names, so not big losses. George Williams, clearly a gigantic loss. Ex- in my opinion, extremely concerning 
that they are going into 2022. No disrespect to Sam Williams. He's a clubman. He's, he, he fucking has a red-hot crack. But if you want to challenge the big dogs, he either needs to go to a new level um, or they need to go into the market. Thoughts about the Raiders at the moment? Well, I mean, when we look at this squad now, this is the exact same squad I looked at at the start of the year and said, I reckon they'll make the grand final. Outside, like, of it's the exact, Williams, outside of George yeah. Williams, yeah. But, I mean, I know there's, there's, like, there's not many sevens off contract, but, geez, if I'm the Raiders, I think I'm reaching out to Mitch Pearce. Yep. Maybe a Luke Brooks. I think I'm reaching out somewhere to try and find someone Ash to wear the seven. Maybe. Ash Taylor. I've got yeah. a question for you. In hindsight, after all the dust has settled and everything has happened, was Aiden Caesar one of the worst calls they've made in a, in quite a while? It letting him Williams go. Leaves. It is. Yeah. As soon as Williams walks out the door, it's it, it's a shocker. But up until that point, I don't know. But, uh, what, I think Williams. But is, they, no, but Caesar took him to a grand yeah. final. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think and Williams Caesar is a better was, player than Caesar. Yeah, I, no, no, I, no, I, I agree yeah. with that. I so agree I, with I that. had no problem with the Caesar letting Caesar go because she had Williams coming. No, but all, all, all things considered. Oh, now, obviously, with George going. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, you, you, it, it is any time you bring someone from overseas, it's a risk. And Caesar was a guy that got them to a grand final. And again, I'm not saying... I think the loss of Caesar is much more dramatic than people are going to give it credit for. Because right now, we're sitting here with no half... When Caesar was the one that helped him to get into the grand final, again, I, I agree with you. I think Williams is probably a better seven, but in saying that, it was a risk bringing someone over, and we're, we're seeing the effects of it. I also think on paper it's easy to say Caesar took him to a grand final. I mean, George took him to what a prelim final. Yep. I mean, he was only one week short. I think they were. I, I think George paid for what happened the year before. They were exhausted at the back end of last season. Mm. They were just gassed. Yep. And I, I think going to that grand final really did take a toll on them. Yeah, but you look at the Storm and the Roosters. <laughs> yeah, but they're not examples. They're exceptions. I think we've got to... Yeah, a but, mate, if you want to be the big dogs, you know, yeah. one in and one in. Well, so, that, so that means we're giving them no chance again this year. You know, they're up for two years. Now, that's... You know, they've got... It's a quality It's a quality squad. Like you said, there's no... Like you... I'm agree you. You sit there and go, well, there's no signings. Shit, that's a worry. But if you said this squad at the start of this year, you're not going to have any... Like, Obviously, thought George is going to be. You're not going to sign anyone. I'm comfortable with the squad they got. Um, there's more concerns there, I think, than that. I think. See, I don't. I don't think they were fatigued at the end of last year. No. I just think Melbourne were red Too hot. Too good. Because because Melbourne went right. Like Melbourne were toweling teams up at the end of the season. They towed Raiders up in the prelim, and then they towed the like. Let's yeah. be real, they towed, they towed the Panthers yeah. up. Like, yes, they came back, but Storm literally just fucking queue in rack. Um, I, I don't. I don't think they were that that tired. I think that everything conspired for that performance. Mm. They got. I think they got their flights cancelled on the day mm. or whatever the prelim. That to fly fly up the day of. Um, I, I just think that. I, I just. I just think that the the decision to go with Williams over Caesar, has affected them more than people realise because mm. Williams would have been on way more money. They could have kept Caesar for cheap, and he could have complimented Whiten, who is their main guy. Mm. Um, again, it's you're totally right. Yeah, it's though. all hybrid, it's yeah. all high, hindsight. Like yeah. it, at the time, I would have been like, you know, I I would have agreed with the Williams signing. Mm. I'm just saying. I, that I think they the sign a half before next year. Surely they have yeah. to. I, right. think, I think Sam's done a good. I think Sam's a, Sam. You keep in your squad, and he, sh- he oh, showed absolutely. this year what how he's important. He's a tremendous clubman. He's a Canberra junior. Um, obviously spent time away, but he's always come back. He's always done a good job, good job for him. Uh, I think he plays that backup role good in your halves. Yeah, I mean the Broncos but would you, kill for a guy like you, Sam Williams. But you don't want. I think the last couple of weeks have shown you want Whiten just to worry about what Whiten does. Yeah, you know, yep. run, compete. I don't need him. You know, if the kick option is there for him to kick, but he doesn't need to be your main kicker. He doesn't need to. 
worry about that. You know, you know, Sam's done a pretty good job at that, but is he going to be the one to take you to the promised land inside White? Oh, I think the other, like, to play devil's advocate here, we saw the Canberra Raiders in 2016 brain it. Almost get to a grand final for one game short. 2017, they fell off a cliff again. We all went, what the fuck is happening here? Then they found it again. Like, I, Yeah, I, I, I'm not overly worried. They haven't signed anyone. I still think this is a squad that can produce. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be... I, I still think the loss of John Bateman was massive. I just... I, I can't move past the amount of... The impact that he had on yep. this squad. He so was, do you think that the, the error isn't necessarily Caesar? Obviously, I, again, I don't think it's... I'm not saying it was an error because it was the right decision at the time. I'm just saying that the, e- the echoing effect that we're seeing now, that they could really use a Caesar. But are you saying that the Bateman loss is something that may haunt them for... I think without a doubt. Yeah. I think without... I mean, I'll, I'll, put, it, I'll put it back to you. I mean, if they sign Aiden Caesar tomorrow, what are you saying about this team? Are they, are they back to where they were? Does it oh, change? I think they're top you? six. I, yeah. I, think, I, think oh, I, mean, I think the main concern is the three quarters. You've got Jared Croker, and I've got a lot of time for toots. But he has struggled big time this yeah, year. It's getting hard to watch. Struggling. Yeah. He has been come back from a big injury, but yeah, uh, yeah but he hasn't been he, where he's and at. he's and he's there contract till twenty twenty four. Now, can you uh, like? And I'm not. That's another three years beyond this year. They're going to lose Curtis Scott. He's obviously going to get released because of what happened. Um, but he's Nickel Holtz. Yeah. That coming back is going to be good. Do you think Jordan uh, Rapinoe will go back to the wing? Um, I just think Sebastian Chris has had some good moments. Whether or not he can string a full season together. Uh, I think Simonson's a good winger. He's a good player, but you, but you concerns you also your centres. And I, I but I think they have got young. They've got Matty Tomoko. I think he's really Xavier good. Savage. They've got Xavier Savage. They've also got Harley Smith Shield. So yeah, but they they haven't they and they could prove. But right now, but, but they're not getting the opportunity because uh, like Jared Croker is sitting in there at the moment. I like he's I love him. I've got so I much know, time so and respect I. for him. But it is it's hard to defend at the moment. But, but that's the thing too. That's that's probably one area. I don't know. He, obviously, coming back from injury, whether he's a hundred percent, but he's tied up for another three years. That's and I'm sure it'd be mm. on good coin as the captain. So, what about the hooker dilemma? I mean, I, I remember a couple of years ago where Josh Hodgson he was the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, he got injured. Tom Starling came in. You know, to Starling's credit, the game really moved towards him. Yeah. All of a sudden, the rules changed to suit him, but. I sort of feel like there's a bit of a power struggle there between mm. those two hookers. And I think they're struggling to work out how to fit them both into mm. this side. If one of them plays as a ball playing 13, it just it looks a little bit clunky to me at the moment. I think, yeah, I, I agree with you in a certain way. There's, that felt that unease. Probably, and I don't know, and probably Tom Starling was put in the middle of it. Yep. Obviously, Sticky and Sticky never gets angry. So interesting, players, Hodgson and Starling come off contract yeah. the same year. Well, I, I, I don't think Starling can play 80 minutes on his own. I think he, you know, out there. But again, I think he creates plenty whether he starts or comes off the bench. You need him in your in your team. Yeah, he's been superb, Starling. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to keep both. No, nah. I don't think they should keep both. No, nah. I, I, but again, Starling is is great impact. In saying that, you know, the pre when they made the prelim, Starling was a big part of that. He was a huge he'd come player. out of nowhere and 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 actually because his defense is actually well, a little bit, bit better. Than what's what's happened, Harvey? He's been injured this year. Well, I think he got pushed He's, out because yeah. Starling is... So, did he? So they well, were he did ro- a great job last well, year. Well, they were really? rotating Starling and Havili, and eventually Starling kind of pushed him out of the starting role, or at least, you know, more yeah, minutes or whatever. He's, he's off contract this year. Um, so I mean, if you were to say to me, they were a better team last year with Starling, I don't think I could argue with you. 
Mm. Like, I, I think you could go either way, but I don't think you could say that's a crazy thing to say. Like, yeah. And, like, we're, we're going to go through so many teams here that need nines. I, I can't believe the Raiders aren't fielding more phone calls about Hodgson. which of these got Hodgson. Yeah, like, put Hodgson into that Canterbury side. Mm. It's, it's, it's a different ball game. Brisbane. Yeah. Or Brisbane. Or Brisbane. Do you reckon yeah. they can't afford him? Because he'd be on a good wicket, Hodgson, I reckon. Oh, no doubt. But well, when's he off? 2022. They're both off 2022. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. So, they're, so they're, they're, oh, like, I, I would give it probably their recruitment, fuck, maybe six. Yeah. Like maybe losing George Williams and replacing him with no one. Yeah. Um, that does, that's not a reflection of their squad, though. Their squad is fucking mm. one of the, like, I, we both had them I as a premiership through the start yeah. of the year. But in saying that, They've, it just seems they haven't been like they've got Ash Taylor and uh, like there was rumours of Ash Taylor. So if you're if you are the Raiders, who are you going after now? Off contract halves, we have Lachlan Lewis, Matt Frawley, Sam Williams, Tyron Peachy, Ash Taylor, Walker, Jax, Johns, Crossland, O'Sullivan, Jordan Rankin, Will Smith, Tyron May, Salmon, Dargan, Hawkins, Marshall, Norman. I'm probably going for for an Ash Taylor. Yeah, it's a punt. It is, but. There's not cheap. much else there. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. mean no, what else Marshall. you got there? Nah, I don't think. I, I don't think Marshall is has 80 minutes in him each week for a whole season. Well, mate, Ash Taylor showed that he hasn't had 80 minutes. No, I mean just 40. physically. I just mean physically. Mate, I, if Ash Taylor's the best option, I, I'm I'm kind of liking Sam Williams more and more. To be honest, you with reckon? You. Like, so, so I, if, let's say you had him on the same same amount of money. Sam Williams, Ash Taylor, you would go with Sam Williams. At least you know what you're going to get every week. Like, mm. I, I love Ash Taylor. I've I've always been a big fan of him, but. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a punt. It oh, is a I think Ash Taylor's gone better at 5'8". Yeah. Mm. When, when he's had someone else yeah. steer the ship. Same, you know, I think he's been okay the last half of the season. I think the young fella up there, Sexton, I think it, yeah. the Gold Coast has helped him a bit. You know. So you reckon Betty Marshall? I think that especially would be great for Jack. You know, you look at anyone on there. I, again... I think that's the thing that stands out with Ash Taylor that it, I don't think it'll work with Jack. I, I just don't, I don't think they have that. They like, click. To be honest with you, and you know, might be a little bit outside the box. Could you play Hodgson at seven? Could you play Starling nah. at nine? Or I, I don't think you could play Hodgson at seven. Because I, no. I, I mean, Starling comes on, he jumps into a thirteen, but he's kind of playing halfback. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think if Hodgson is your Josh is your main halfback, that's. That's cons- like, well, oh, yeah, no why doubt. has yeah. that not already been tried? Yeah. That's, that's I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him there. But again, yeah, I, I like Sam as that backup type player. Maybe, you know, it all depends where Benji's at. You know, can I just you all, the only reason why I say I'm not sure if Benji's physically can go yeah, 80 yeah, minutes no, every I, week. I, I, hand, I, I, talk, I tend to agree with that because there was a period there when Reynolds was out. In the first two games, Benji was everyone was going fuck, and then the, the oh, third and fourth, he's forty eight. Yeah, I know. Oh, like his his body's been through so much. It's like, mate, there's no bigger fan than Benji than me. I just I worry that eighty minutes every week with Benji at the seven roll, people are spotting him. Fuck, I just don't know how he yeah. how he'd go. Now, don't get me wrong, this is not his skill set. He's still set, still incredible. Um, so, mate, do you go for something like a uh, Sean O'Sullivan maybe on a cheap? Even if you, you try and. Like Sean O'Sullivan, like the Warriors like have won a few I think Tex Hoy could be a 5'8". You reckon? He could play halfback. He can't, probably couldn't play with, with White. And yeah, they're probably it, too it's similar. It's interesting though, but, like lot, but, but I guess I the positive for the Raiders is, is well, that... At worst, Sam Williams can do a job. Exactly. You know, yeah. at worst. And, you know? and so and the positive is they still have the they've same... Fucking, 
Yeah, and they've still got the same squad that at the start of this yeah. year, outside of George Williams, we were all sitting here going, this is a better squad than the year that they fucking nearly yeah. won the comp. So that's that's the positive. Now, this is their, their squad. Two, only 22 spots have been filled, which is, well, plus three development. So I don't know what that means, but which is interesting. I mean, the top 30 is not filled yet. Uh, they've the, got, only got 22 compared to the Broncos, 27. So they've clearly still got yeah, a lot of room to, to move, which is a good thing for the, the Raiders. Croker, Gula, Harawira, Naira, Harawira, Naira, Hodgson, Horsburgh, James, Chris, Nickel, Klockstad, Papali'i, Harry Rushton, Xavier Savage, Schneider, Scott, Simonson, Starling, Sutton, Tarpane, Timoko. I like Timoko, actually. I think he could be something special. Villamay, Whitehead, Whiten, Young. Hudson Young's been incredible. Yeah, he's been superb. Their forward pack is fucking sorted, in my opinion. One of the better forward packs in the competition when they're on. Um, so, And then you've got uh, Mariata, who is also a gun. Um, I actually think outside backs, if they they can keep Savage, um, your man Harley Smith. Harley yeah. Smith, he's a fucking yep. great sort. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I remember him. That that's enough for for enough strike. Bailey Simonson's fucking got a lot of strike. I actually think they're you know as long as they play well, they're in a decent position when it comes to youth coming through. Yeah, they've got like a lot of. Like, put it this way, how many other young cl- like clubs have we spoken about have this many young potential guns coming through, like, in those positions? Mate, I remember looking at the depth at the start of the year and going, how can this team not go well? Yeah. They, they could have eight injuries and they'll be fine. Mm. Like, mm. Their, their second-grade forward pack is better than a lot of first-grade forward Well, they're bloody loaning out James and Horsburgh, uh, which yeah. is fucking crazy. Uh, but that's the question, Mark. What changes from this year to last year, this year to next year? Mm. Like, well, I'm sitting here, I'm the same as you, I'm going, I... I expected them to be putting... I expect that. And you look, it's the same squad I expected to be yep. pushing for a premiership. But they haven't delivered this year. Yeah, they may scrape into seventh or eighth, but, but they've been well off off their best. I know there's been some issues there, but a lot of clubs have faced them. Is this squad, have they missed their chance? Or, the window. Or, yeah. Or, that, that's the question. At their best, they're, they're a top four team, you know. Um, they've been well, well off that this year. Have we seen that the end of that this period and Ricky's got to rebuild it, or do they have one last push in them? It, do we see Ricky staying there for? A yeah, few more I, years? I think I think he's earned it. Yep. Yeah, okay. I think he's earned he's earned oh. another rebuild. Mm. He's earned a, a roof like he's earned to blow everything up and go again. I, I think, okay. in my opinion. Um, now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 